Hello, it's Bernie here. Evidently, Bill and Randy want me to tell you people that you shouldn't listen to the show at work or in front of kids because they're swearing. Swearing in the show. There's a few fucks, a few shits, and some words I can't even pronounce. And I'm almost sure that they are drunk, but they're still not part of the 2%. What are they going to play now? Loud music? Jesus, I don't need this crap. again here we are at the bill show we're, we're just not worthy we're not worthy uh it's our wonderful pleasure to introduce again the sunny and chair of progressive podcasting who have posted more than 600 shows over the past 10 years and as a public service to everyone now has three that's right count them three podcasts that you can take partake in that's right uh they're popular and top-rated podcast the professional left the new projects they have started including the professional left no fair remembering stuff a podcast series and history lesson that objectively attempts to dismantle the media amnesia that allows a continual right-wing conspiracy to rebrand itself after chucking united states into the crapper every couple of years (laughs) they thank you they are with us today for a few laughs and discuss the complex and recurring problems that may in fact destroy the world as we know it and have a laugh put your hands together get the kids out of the pup tent for a big cheer as we welcome driftglass and blue cow the cornfield resistance of the professional left to our little show in australia the little show hi guys <laughs> well done well read sir. yeah well man. Read. thanks man <laughs> thanks man what they old- say our love won't pay the rent yeah mm. well okay <laughs> Now I have to become a Republican, die in a ski accident. So great. Right. So, <laughs> Thanks a lot. So I appreciate I'll be going strong. I'll be yeah. sad, doing man. More freedom today, by the time so, I'm you know. 70, you know. <laughs> Can I just be Fred Grandy instead? So. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a very deep are cut for American Are all husbands dead? I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, Fred Grandy dead? Right. He was a Republican, wasn't he? Yeah. No. Yes. He's still uh-huh. around. He's still around, He's still around? in Iowa, I believe. Yeah. Wow. And I, now, now I can sleep nights. Hey, listen, I have this. <laughs> I have yeah. this note that I had to talk to you. First of all, how are you going? And then I wanted to ask you this. Now that the GOP doesn't have abortion to get flustered about, uh, the freakout for this last couple of months has been drag story time and grooming. Now, just at this time, the GOP elects a guy who lied about his education, lied about his religion, killed the dog of a disabled vet, stole the vet's money, and was photographed as a drag queen in Brazil while being wanted for robbery in Buenos Aires. 
Now, as I live in another country, please convince me how U.S. political history is not currently being written by Mel Brooks. I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> or Kurt Vonnegut. We've always thought Kurt Vonnegut was oh, yeah. from and Stephen the, King. The, the other side. Yeah, well, yeah. Mel Brooks yeah. is way too talented to write crap like this. You know, no, I mean, no, that's true. This is just this is just garbage fiction. This is stuff that you just toss out of the first year fiction writing class going, no, 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 no. You can't throw every, I, I was in a class with a, a science fiction class with a young man who, um, who wrote a story and had, had never been in a writing class before. And we were all sort of semi-pros and he wrote a story about a, a man named Superiorus who came from a planet called like Cromptonon and Crompton. Superman. Okay. Yeah. And it was, you know, and he has these powers and the, and, and the teacher had to stop the class about 10 minutes ago and go, okay, we need to have a lesson here in uh, something called plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, all you're doing is taking the Superman story and lightly changing a few <laughs> words. And, and that's how sort of completely incompetent a storyteller this young man was. It wasn't his fault. He didn't know any better. But yeah. the incompetence of the storyteller, you don't yeah. just throw everything at it. You know, yeah. this, this is like taking all the seasons of Game of Thrones and telling them in Four hours. It's just, it's not, it's not, okay, slow down. You, he, what now? He killed the vet of a dog, a dog, <laughs> what, he's a drag queen in Brazil. And he wants, and, and watching Kevin McCarthy, just like that, that nodding bird in the barbershop window, just, yup, whatever he wants, you can have it because I got, I got four votes. <laughs> well, and, and the latest story from him that I just read on Twitter tonight is, there and it brings in WinRed, which is my bugaboo. Yeah. Uh, WinRed is the uh, online donation yes. platform on for-profit online donation platform. We're still for waiting for anybody to anybody to prosecute or, or notice that you know yeah. it's not happening. Well, he uh, he his donations uh, to WinRed are reported by his campaign and by WinRed. But there are no credit card receipts from the donors. <laughs> so uh, it looks like he got humongous. First of all, he got humongous donations from some person who doesn't exist. And he also paid an, a higher fee for those donations than the average congressional candidate. Mm -hmm. I am very concerned about the politics in your country. <laughs> I wish to <laughs> donate. <laughs> Well, job. is it a surprise though? Is it a surprise though that after Donald Trump got away with what he did, apparently, uh, no, uh, I mean, that that more con men decided to line up and get their share? Oh, they're all con men. That they're all con men. It's just a, it's just a con. When I was when I was sitting there listening to this, all I could think of was uh, uh, John Levitz on Saturday Night Live. And I was, you know, and uh, I saved a veteran, and then I was uh, a drag queen in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> and, was and my mother died three times. Yeah, in right. two different tragic accidents. And that's I, it. Yeah. And I toured with yeah, Dolly no. Parton under the name of Eleanor Roosevelt. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just. just like, what Did you ever see um? Uh, do you ever see a movie called Support Your Local Sheriff? Yes. Long time ago. I was with a um, wonderful movie. Jim, Jim Garner and uh, uh, Bruce Dern is the, is the villain, one of the villains. And of course he is. Yeah. He's got to put him in jail. He's got to put him in the jail, but the jail has no bars. Yeah. And so 
So Jim Garner drizzles some red paint on the floor and said, that's what happened to the last guy. And so Bruce Stern is sitting in a jail cell with no, no cells and no door when his dad comes in and wants to know what sort of idiot sits in a jail cell with no bars. We discovered about the Republican Party, there are no bars. Nah. They can just do whatever they want. They nah. can literally do whatever they want. And, and there are no consequences to it. And it's so sort of like, for those of us who've been in this for like more than a minute, so clarifying and so edifying. Like, yes, this is who they've always been. They've and that's always the- been George Santos. You just pretended they weren't. And no. we get rewards like David Brooks writing a long, weepy column, I think, in The Atlantic about, oh, if only we'd known the Republican Party was like this back <laughs> right, in 2000. Right, and right. 2004, 2008, right. 2012. Yeah, if, yeah. Only we, if only we paid attention. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, and you still keep your job. So, yeah, they've always been this yeah, way. They've always been yeah, it's, it's the, the the Norman Bates family going. I I, I never saw any signs of it before. Um, <laughs> so, but listen, but, now in your new shows, this is exactly what I wanted to mention to you. Uh, is it um, how your attitude toward I'm going to say the word Trumpism motivated Uh-oh. you to give us this history lesson? And by the way, guys, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you're listening to this show, listen to this show, because it gives you a fantastic historical perspective, because history is, of course, the superpower that these people have. And you give a history lesson to show, listen, man, they've always been this. There's no kind of golden mm-hmm. time of Republicanism that we can look back at and not see this coming. Um, do you want to have a little comment on what what spurred you to do that? To, to do these shows and uh, what are the uh, um, things that ring true with you in relation to, uh, um, for example, I saw a frontline documentary in which the only people with it, the front frontline documentary on Trumpism or something mm-hmm. in which the only people t- commenting about, you know, knowing of finding of, of, of seeing this coming are Bill Crystal and, <laughs> and all Republicans. There's no Democrats at all. On the PBS line, going, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I called to this in 1982. You know, no one, no one's there to do that. Yeah, right. And right. it seems as if uh, amnesia is just the the absolute byword of America. That that. Well, that I, I think it's years. more than amnesia, though, because Tucker Carlson on Fox News is now rewriting the history of Nixon and saying that Richard oh. Nixon was caught in an FBI sting operation. And he's he's done that within the past month, tried to rewrite Nixon so that he went he's softening up his audience for when he talks about Trump. You know, that then Trump, of course, Trump is part of an FBI sting, too, because remember, everybody knows about Nixon, which which he's been talking about. I've been telling you for months about Nixon. So, of course, this is an FBI sting against Trump. It's what they do. And that's how he is brainwashing his audience currently. Mm -hmm. Um. But but besides that, I think there is, as you say, the amnesia in the media that we called out the minute Trump was elected and said, mm-hmm. watch for the lifeboats, watch for the rebranding, because this guy's going to fail, just mm-hmm. like Bush did, just mm-hmm. like Nixon did. He's going to fail, and they're going to have to sail away from this. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in 2017, you know, I wrote in 2016, you can't call it Trumpism. Then 2017, I did the meme of the entire Republican Party is complicit. 
There is no third way, no Tea Party. They cashed all those checks with the Tea Party. Mm, yeah. And yeah. they're you cannot rebrand yourself into we're going to be the Purple Party, we're going to be the Freedom Party. We're going to and it's already we are, we it's it's like playing whack-a-mole because they mm-hmm. pop up all the time. Well, it's also the, you know, it's like the lifeboat for the Republican Party isn't a lifeboat, it's like an ocean liner named the media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's almost because right. right. I no, I'm looking That's a good point. It's yeah. it's the media. They need two characters. They need to save the Republican Party. Because they need the horse race. They need the horse yeah, race. They need a, a horse million. race. Yeah. Trump is a Trump is a gift right. to the media. Yeah, yeah. How many millions of dollars have been made off of this guy in ratings and in uh, controversy? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. If there's no controversy, nobody's watching That's right. CNN. So, right. you know. And if history is a blank slate, you could write anything on it you want, like Tucker Carlson's doing. Yeah. And right. so you get, you have to make it a completely blank slate. And and like Fran was saying, we've been to this rodeo before. I was writing Jesus. I was writing like 2000, I forget, seven or eight, mm-hmm. six or seven, the end of the Bush years, the end of the Bush administration, that um, Republicans are like uh, German soldiers fleeing Berlin after World War II. They're going to yeah. burn their uniforms and say they were in Switzerland the whole time. We have, what? Us? Mm-hmm. And, it, and I thought it'll take three or four years. It took about four months. So I was wrong yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. It, it took, it, it was by the summer. The pro- yeah. Mm-hmm. And we watched the process happen again and again and again. We watched them lie about Reagan and Bush mm-hmm. when Clinton mm-hmm. came in. We watched them lie about Clinton when Bush, the second Bush came in and just wipe away everything that happened before. And the minute the Bush administration collapsed and Barack, the minute Clinton came on, Suddenly, they were interested in deficits. Suddenly, oh, yeah, the, I know. Yeah, the most important thing on earth were deficits. Yeah, and the minute yeah. and Bush ran Bush's one domestic agenda, little W ran on getting rid of those horrible surpluses, those terrible, yeah. terrible budget surpluses. The Bill Clinton ran up. That's your money. You should yeah. get that back. Yeah, and yeah. and so and when Bush started running up deficits, we're like, hey, hey, remember that? Remember? Nope, nobody remembers a thing. Never. Yeah. Nope. 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 And when Bush collapsed. They all became independents, and suddenly nobody remembered Bush, and, and Obama was a monster from Kenya who was here to kill us. And we finally said, look, they keep doing this. Every mm-hmm. time there's a turn of the wheel, they wipe the past out, and they would never get away with it unless the media helped them, unless the media went along with the scan. the media, Because they're always complicit. The media rolled over for the Iraq war, which is why nobody talks about the Iraq war, because everybody involved would lose their freaking jobs. So we said, you know what? We're a little tiny boat out in the big old ocean, but we're going to remember the past. And yeah. it's not exclusively um, Republican past. We did a whole show on Harold Washington, the yeah. mayor yep. of Chicago. And, and and the lesson that Barack Obama should have learned about yes. what happens when you're a black man elected to a job where half the people hate you because you're black. Mm-hmm. And so forth. And so, they called themselves Democrats until he was their leader. Yeah. And then, yeah. boom, and they're then, gone. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's a rather shock. It's a rather shocking thing to find so much, uh, you know, I was surprised when Trump came about and uh, Mm -hmm. shocked that so many people in America were so morally bankrupt. You know, I mean, you just look at the numbers, man. You know, it's just, you you know, there's a reason this guy's here. And some people say, okay, it's just brainwashing. But, you know, they took away the Civil Rights Act and immediately they went back to the old behavior. Sure and yeah. the, the mm-hmm. fact that entire mm-hmm. segments of the population 
are living, you know, off of grudges from 100, 200 years ago. It's just astounding to me. Yeah. You know, and and, and part of it is covering up their own anatomies because their grandmothers said the N word at home. Right. And they don't want they don't want to say anything bad about grandma because Mm -hmm. grandma's a saint. So saying the N word at home must be okay. Well, Well, that's that's the Go ahead. Oh, the most important ingredient in getting Donald Trump elected was the the uh, the fetish for both sides do it coverage in the media. Mm. Absolutely, the most important thing. I I did a, I did for months. I was hectoring Matthew Dowd, who was then the who'd been the guy who ran the Bush campaign in two thousand four, the gay bashing campaign in two thousand four. Then he ran Arnold Schwarzenegger's campaign. Then he slept with Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife and got fired from that. And then he became the ABC News chief political correspondent. Yeah. And, and he was Mr. Both Sides Do It. And, and he got mad at me. He called my, and literally on Twitter, called my listeners stupid, called me a liar. And, you know, because he every time he was on the air, it was, well, you know, uh, Hillary's bad. Trump's bad. Got to have a third party. Got to have a disrupt the system. Got to disrupt the system. You know, don't throw your vote away by voting for these two people. David Brooks wrote a whole column. I, I just sort of peeled away all the non-essential mm-hmm. words. It was Trump Sanders, Trump Sanders, Trump Sanders, Trump Sanders, because, you know, they're both equally bad and evil. When Bernie Sanders lost, his next column was Trump Hillary, Trump Hillary, Trump Hillary, Trump Hillary. And it was this constant drumbeat that nothing matters. They're both terrible. Both parties are equally bad. It doesn't really matter who you vote for. Why waste your vote throwing it away on, on these two clowns? They're both sinister mm. and evil. And and uh, was it Maureen Dowd saying that uh, um, Donald Trump is going to go left of Hillary Clinton on foreign policy? And, mm-hmm. and that just, worked it was, out. Yeah. It was a nightmare. And we're, yeah. and we're out there rattling the cage going, what are you doing? This guy is, this. she's a competent public servant. He's a sociopath. <laughs> Yeah, and the answer was, you know, he's good for ratings. Good for ratings. And he'll it. never win. He can't possibly win. That's insane. <laughs> Nobody's going to vote for this guy. And then he won, and they all sort of. And that's when Matthew Dowd got rid of his Twitter, wiped his Twitter account out, <laughs> deleted every tweet, it up. every single one. Really, yeah, every single one is gone. And he and he comes back born again on MSNBC as you know what the worst kind of journalism is there, Bill. You know what the worst kind is that both sides do a crap. These journalists who do this both sides do a crap need to be ashamed of themselves for doing that kind of thing. I'm, and I'm just sitting there going, Jesus Christ. Okay. And the only reason he's on MSNBC is because his good friend Nicole Wallace has a show there. Yeah. Because they both worked on the Bush campaign. Mm-hmm. At that point, we went, you know what? <laughs> Whatever we can do to remember the past these people are bent on destroying, we yeah. need to do. And yeah. plus, you know, we have all this spare time on our hands. We don't do much of anything. We <laughs> don't do much of There's, anything. No, all the kids the home, are off you know? to college. We're kind of have some spare time on. Our oh show. no, I tell you, that's it, man. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm alone in my little house, <laughs> in my little podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, Bill, are you doing that special thing you do? Yes, that we all kind of ignore. Yes. <laughs> so, um, is that why the one. hand lotion is all gone all the time? Yeah. That, <laughs> oh, that other special thing you do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
I don't like your language. Your language, you have to be so languished. It's terrible, your language. I actually had an audition for, uh, oh, yeah. uh, it was like, I'm going to, because I did a lot of radio and they said, have you done anything recently? And I said, well, I do this podcast, <laughs> been rated in America. And then I listened to it again. I went, oh my God, I'm never going to get anything on commercial radio because every other <laughs> word. <laughs> terrible <laughs> what kind of yeah. i think the world is changing on that though it's like yeah. piercings and tattoos you know i think people are aware that on podcasts people say words we say stuff and yeah. we say yeah, stuff that's, anyway hey guys and it's it's like cable yeah it is like hey guys you want to play a game i do oh there you go picking up your cues <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we always try to put together a game, I guess, because I don't know. I've got a lot of time on my hands. And so uh, uh, I, this is uh, we're going to play a little game called Name the Scumbag. That's right. Name the Scumbag, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's kind of like we we did before. You remember you had that uh, thing that you had to say. You had to go, Aruga, Aruga. Aruga, Aruga. Test your button. Aruga, Aruga. Aruga. That's it. There you go. Fantastic, man. This is high-class podcasting, and it's fun. Is it Ron DeSantis? Is it Ron DeSantis? (laughs) (laughs) No fair guessing, right? We're not going to teach anything about any black people ever in our school. (laughs) That's it. Mm-hmm. Jesus, yep. man. And he looks like such a nerd. He looks like the kid you'd beat up in school. And he's trying to come on like yeah, Trump, absolutely. and it really doesn't work. You know. <laughs> anyway, listen, I have uh, uh, this is going to be kind of a bit of a, a, a throwback history lesson rather than okay. somebody today. So we're going to actually, mm. uh, you're going to listen to uh, uh, some of these people, and uh, you know, the There'll be classical editing as I get this together. And you're going to be able to hear it through my microphone, ladies and gentlemen. So I want you to identify this voice from the past. Why is it we have so many millionaires and everything in the United States, and we still have so many impoverished people who try to get up into the world? Why is it we have this lack of money where people who can't support themselves decently and get a decent job where all these big men are up on top making oodles and oodles of money. They don't need it. They can only eat that much. Eats in a sleep in a bed. what do you suppose bag. they do it? If they don't eat it and don't, sleep, uh, don't use it, what do you suppose they, they do? They hoard it. They what do you mean they hoard it? You mean they put it under their pillow? That's right. No. Okay. They keep investing it. Investing it in That's what? That's right. Yeah. What are they invested in? Well, in oil and everything, where, I mean, all these other people. Were what are they invested in? Don't get off the subject. No. What are they invested in? Well, I invested in a lot of uh, different things that the little people need. Well, do they invest in factories? Yes. Does some of that money end up in machines? Yes. Do those factories and machines provide ordinary working people with jobs or not? What do you suppose the productivity of this country would be and of the, the wage rate would be if the total amount of capital in this country today was what it was in Aruga? Yes. I I, I'm not sure. I, I'm probably wrong. I want to say Joe Pine. No. No. But let me go to your fundamental question. First place, nirvana is not for this world. There is no paradise. Of course, we've got a lot of people who are poorly off. Milton Friedman. (laughs) Oh, God. Ah. Milton Friedman, ladies and gentlemen. Uncle Milty. I didn't go back nearly far enough. That was. Do you know that in. In middle school, in middle school, we had to take 
a consumer economics class where we learned how to write checks and we learned how to, mm. you know, bank, do a bank balance. And we watched Milton Friedman videos. Yeah. In oh school. God. Cause yeah. that'll teach you. That'll teach Uncle you. Milty knows everything. The yeah. Says. Yeah. The yeah. guy who propagated basically the idea that the, the poor could just die. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that, that's a great one. That's a wonderful one. Because I mean, I really think that uh, after reading uh, Naomi Klein and mm-hmm. the, the shock doctrine and mm-hmm. uh, how Milton Friedman and the Chicago School of Economics had gone into these countries that uh, and just uh, you know, dictatorships and basically installed the uh, the Friedmanist policies that ran uh, poor people into the ground. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, um, one of the basic, I I think probably one of the reasons America had the thing that it had when it comes to salary and 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 basically uh, the middle class being destroyed i i don't know that's just my my take on it but uh, the more i learned about milton friedman the the, the lovely take on <laughs> minimum wage <laughs> it's great yeah 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 he, he was a i mean that's a that's in the ayn rand uh end of the spectrum which yeah. is where you know money is a money is a proxy for virtue and poor people mm-hmm. are poor because they they're just bad lazy people. Yeah. And minimum yeah. wage is a is a terrible thing to do to the to freedom because you need to be free to set prices whatever you want them to be. Mm. And it it and they did unleash this whole horrible economic disaster that mm. was trickle down economics and supply side economics. Um, yeah, good choice, man. That was thank a great you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, we're we're all learning something here. <laughs> yeah, all you kids at home, that's Milton Friedman. Okay, now uh, let's let's go back in time a little bit more. So, uh, no, no score so far. No score. No. Oh, my God. No. Okay, but I think you're going to get this one. Okay, here it is. History lesson number two. And uh, here we go. It simply means that it's another effort on the part of the president to dominate the country by force. And to put into effect these uncalled for and these damnable proposals he has recommended under the guise of so-called civil rights. And I tell you, the American people from one side or the other had a had better wake up and oppose such a program. Aruga. Aruga. And it's Blue Gal. Aruga. Yeah, who is it? Uh, is that Strom Thurmond? That is Strom Thurmond. And Whoa. there you uh, go. That's a big point yeah. there. Yep. Strom and, and bef- before, I mean, we d- actually we did a, a no fair remembering stuff on George Wallace. Yeah. Who who built his party on the bones of the Strom Thurmond Dixiecrat in uh, yep. uh leaving the Democratic Party in 1948 over yeah. and that, the army. Yeah. That was from 1949 yeah. when he ran against, uh, you know, when, when he ran against Truman uh, in yep. a third party. And uh, what, what is very unusual about that is the story behind that is uh, when Nixon was basically thinking, how can I get the South? Well, the person that talked to him was Strom Thurmond. And Strom, Strom Thurmond, Thurmond, yeah. Thurmond says, how can you say the N word without saying it? Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. you use race to build the new Republican Party? And Thurman was the guy who said, you can carry these states. You just have to work out dog whistles to appeal to racists. Yeah. 
And if you look at that, you know, when we sit there and go, Trumpism, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back mm-hmm. to, you know, um, uh, Nixon. And of course, we, who's the guy, uh, the, the the guy for Bush who used the, did the Willie Horton ads and everything. Oh, Lee like Atwater, yeah. Lee, Lee Atwater. Atwater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this you is all. You can say N-word, 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 but you can say states' rights and you can say welfare and mm-hmm. you can say law and order. Urban population, urban pro- right. or urban problems, yeah, yeah, urban yeah. problems. So blue, blue gal's got that one. Okay, All right. now okay, we're gonna go for the last one, and I think this is gonna be an easy one. I think you're gonna be able to get it. And uh, here we go. Uh, this is a twofer here. So there are two voices you're gonna hear, and here it is. Okay, these actions do not live up to the standards that our company aspires to everywhere around the world. And it is our determination to both put things right, make sure these things don't happen again, and to be the company that I know we have always aspired to be. As for my comments, Mr. Chairman, and my statement, which I believe was around the closure uh, of the News of the World newspaper. Before we get to that, I would just like to say one sentence. This is the most humble day of my life. Thank you. If I can just say something. And this is not is an excuse. Maybe it's Aruga. Aruga, blue gal. Who you got? Are, are those the Are those the Murdochs? Yes, that's right. Lachlan yep. yep. and Rupert. James and Rupert, ladies and gentlemen. James oh, and Rupert. Okay. Oh, uh, not Lachlan. Okay. No, nah, it wasn't Lachlan. James and I just said Murdoch. So okay. yeah, the uh, Murdochs. Got away with know, it. Uh, life with the Murdochs, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the man who's responsible for Fox News. Hey, what about the uh, the lawsuit? Have you been keeping tabs with that? The Dominion lawsuit. Yeah, and he had Rupert. to testify, but we yeah. don't know. We and Rupert had to testify. Mine? I'm sure there were a lot of I can't recall. I don't <laughs> remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't recall. Well, evidently that was yeah. the humblest day of his life when he uh, went into the uh, the uh, the uh, was it the uh, mail of uh, of a woman who had been kidnapped and killed and uh, mm-hmm. Sp- mm-hmm. spread that crap mm-hmm. all around London and he just said I'm terrified that I would ever do such a thing and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think Rupert's probably the most evil man alive. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that he is. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. Yep. yep. He, he has more. He has and more his, power. His son, his sons profit off of his evil. Mm-hmm. And then I understand Lachlan has moved his children and his family to Australia yeah. while running Fox News because he wants his kids away from the guns. Really? Well, that's a yeah. good. That's a good reason to actually. Because yeah. I mean, I, I, I want his network. His network doesn't. His network doesn't do anything about that. They make excuses no. for mass shootings all the time. No, I watch. I watch no. in utter horror all the time. And but it's kind yeah. of you, you. just sit there and you go, nothing's going to change. It's just not going to yeah. change. I, I don't see how it's. Give me some hope here. Do you, do you, do you think it's going to change? Well, in a hundred years, well, sure. But in my <laughs> lifetime, happen sooner than that. It, mm-hmm. What has to happen is <laughs> when we're fossils, people li- yeah. like us, people, people like us in terms of race and education level and in- income level, meaning lower middle class, mm-hmm. have to be more afraid of getting shot in a movie theater than they are of home invasion. Uh, 
Uh, and when that when that tips mm. and people start voting against these excuses that NRA funded politicians make, mm-hmm. uh, things will change. And and we have a governor in Illinois. We live in the state of Illinois. Our mm. governor has signed a, uh, you know, for what it's worth, an mm-hmm. assault weapons ban. Yeah. Um, and uh, Drift Glass, talk about the sheriffs in Illinois and how they've responded. Oh, yeah. There to are, that. I think, six so far county sheriffs, because uh, Illinois has 108 or 109 counties, and there's at least six of them. I think there's, there might be more. I have, I have actually have the press releases for six of them who just say, nope, uh, it's unconstitutional to uh, tell people they can't own bazookas. And so we're not going to enforce the law and we're not going to arrest anyone for not registering their guns. And we're just not going to we're not going to go along with the lawful passed legislation in our state controlling the the sale and distribution and registration of weapons. We're not going to do it. Those are law enforcement officers, the top law enforcement officers in several counties in our in our state just said, screw it. We don't have to we don't have to obey the law. And they sh- to quote Keith Oberman, fire them tomorrow. Well, he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, well, and I think the next, the the very first mass shooting in any of those counties, mm. that sheriff loses his house. I mean, you sue him because the state Absolutely. law says it's his job to have enforced this, yeah. and he announced that he was not going to. Mm. He is liable, and and you sue him in federal court. Yeah, but they yeah. do that in those states. In it's those too bad people because, have to die to let that happen, but that's yeah. what it's going to take. But mm-hmm. like the I reason said, they're doing that in those counties is because they know they can get away with it because the people yeah. in the oh, county, yeah. that county yeah. support the right to keep and bear, you know, bazookas. And yeah. so, you know, th- that's that's something that is so deep in the groundwater now. You're just never going to get rid of it until there's a generational change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we we talked a little bit about Nick about the um, history of the assault weapons ban under Clinton mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, his 1990, whatever it was, 1994 assault weapons ban. Uh, it was successful. A whole bunch of the people who were, he was trying to arm twist into voting came to him and says, look, if you make us vote for this, we're going to lose our jobs. And yeah, it's the right vote to take and you got to take it. And they did lose their jobs and the Democrats lost the house and the Democrats lost the Senate and it had a sunset provision in it. And it sunsetted when Bush was president, and Bush just said, "Great, now it's gone. We don't have to worry about it." And that was the end of the assault weapons ban. Yeah. So yeah. you know, there are people who have figuratively died on that hill. I mean, literally, but who've given up their careers just to just to get it that far. And it always slides back because there's a hardcore number of, and it's just an easy vote, like like abortion used to be. Yeah, it's an easy vote. Well, I'm they second ca- amendment. I they but, caught the car. You know, I mean, yeah, they've been chasing yeah. that car forever. Now they caught it. They don't know what to do. You know, I mean, that's that's yeah. one less polarizing issue they have. Hey, guys, I, 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 you know, like I've been over here for literally 30 years now and still very much attached mm-hmm. psychologically. But had it ever occurred to you? I know Canada is north of you. <laughs> have you ever been sitting there going, I just can't take this anymore? And decided, you know what? I'm just going to move to Canada. You know, really, I, I without being non-patriotic, um, does that ever kind of sit there and go? You know, something. We that- feel very fortunate to live in Illinois. To tell you the yeah. truth, 
Mm. We feel like this is the California of the Midwest. Mm. And our government is so mm. wonderful here. <laughs> yeah. In terms yeah. of healthcare, in terms of, uh, you know, compared to other states. I've lived, you know, I lived in Alabama for 14 years. So. How did you do that? that how, how did you manage to do well, that? Well, I lived in, I lived in Birmingham. My husband at the time was the president of the ACLU of Alabama. Oh, yeah. And so we were fighting a good fight. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. Uh, and Birmingham is a cosmopolitan city. It really is. It's mm. it's a huge, it's actually a larger hospital center than the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta. So it's it's a very cosmopolitan city. Mm. Um, but outside of that, no. You know, it's just poverty and it's and racism and yeah, yeah. everything else. But lots to do there. So, so but you're, uh, and then, you're staying. You're staying. You're yeah. You know. I'm staying. I'm staying. I, I would have stayed I'm, too. I, I'm staying to fight. I mean, you know, we've been. You said 600 episodes. We're almost at 700. Ten weeks, we'll be at 700. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry. Of, yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> 700. We, uh, been, in August, we will have been married 12, 12 years, and we've been mm-hmm. doing podcast for 13. So, right. those who yeah. podcast today together. Uh, stay, together. stay together. Yeah, hey, absolutely. How long you been? How long you been blogging, darling? Oh my gosh! Uh, two, you you two thousand five, right? Yep. Mm. And me two thousand four. Election day after election day, two thousand four was. Yeah. Did you ever go to a convention? A blogging convention? Well, we went. No, to no. I mean, a, a national convention, like a political convention. Have you ever been able to? Oh go to no, 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 no! I haven't ever been to one. Is it on your uh, uh, must-do list? Bucket list? No. No, no. no I, I was in Chicago when Barack Obama was nominated and elected, and but our 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 signals got crossed. I was I was going through some very very bad stuff at work. Yeah, <laughs> when that all happened, so it yeah. sort of mixed up in my memory. But Grant Park was full of people screaming and shouting and crying, and, you know, so forth. Yeah. So that was that was as close as I ever want to get. I don't like large groups of people. I um, went to the yeah. inauguration of I went to Washington D.C. for the Clinton inauguration in 1993. Yeah. yeah, and because I had a friend that lived in D.C. and he put me up on his sofa for the weekend, and uh, we tried to watch the parade. We were going to stay and watch the parade, but all of the bleachers were reserved for donors, and uh, it was just mobbed. The whole city was just mobbed full of people. Yeah. So we went home and watched it on television on his, his, uh, you know, he lived in an apartment in DC. So we, we were close, but yeah. you couldn't see anything from the, I got, I got a, I got a letter from the white house, you know, cause I wrote, you know, and I got a and I'm walking down, you know, in Australia and I opened my little mailbox and then there's a, the white house. And I go, which white house is that? <laughs> is that the one up the street? And I open it <laughs> and there's this thing, you know, it's like, I'd like to thank you, Bill, for all your wonderful help. And, you know, yours truly, you know, <laughs> insert your name here. And I framed it and slapped that mother right up there on my office wall. And, and then the second term and he, he started running around with uh, some conservative posters. Monica Lewinsky. Conservatives. Either one. Monica's okay, but those Monica conservatives in this triangulation. That yeah, was that's thin. it. Yeah, who, who's that guy? That pollster guy. I, he started running around there and yeah. I... Pat Cadell. Yeah, there you go. I, I thwacked it up in my bathroom. Well, I, 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 and I caught the other end of the Clinton show because he used to come to Chicago all the time. 
yeah. And yeah. I mean, and I we worked at Columbia College right across the street from the hotel where he stayed and where the ballroom, so there'd always be snipe, you know, anti-sniper guys on the roof and big dogs in the parking yeah. lot. And um at the very, very end of his um um to, uh, term, he did a victory tour and he came to Chicago and my boss took a bunch of us over to the ballroom and they had every Illinois politician of the first water on stage. And it was, I took a picture of them and, and it was very impressive. I mean, this is this 2000. was 2006, right? Oh, yeah. 2000. This is 2000. This is after, oh, this is after he's leaving office. Mm-hmm. So okay. it was 2000. And, um, uh, all the, all the rich people got, you know, seats up in the balcony and we were on the floor with our little flags. But the thing that I, I never forget is I took a picture, a panorama shot of all the most important Illinois politicians in Illinois in the year 2000. There's one person missing from that picture who was, who was not existing, who didn't exist at all in anyone's imagination. And Barack man, Obama. Yeah. There was no Barack Obama in 2000. By 2008, mm. he's president of the United States. Yeah, that's, that was that's that a, was a firecracker. That's what yeah. that was. Yeah. Well, if was, you um, you know, if you think things can change, that's the thing about Barack yeah. Obama. Is it, you know, no one's. You know, I remember here uh, tears, just tears. It was just tears of mm. joy. Mm. Because yeah. every time, yeah. Yeah. every time we yeah. have to come home, we go, we go through LA and we see the president, and it's been so de- was so depressing for so long. <laughs> it's just well, and, yeah, and, yeah. One more very quick story. I promise it'll be very quick. Oh, I, was at a, I was at a biomedical convention in yes. Chicago at McCormick Place. It was it was whatever it was. It was bio something or other. It was a bunch of investors, international audiences, people from all over the world who were doing bio research in mm-hmm. Chicago. And the first thing they wanted to know from everybody who lived here is how you people have lost your friggin' minds. Why? Why did you elect George Bush? George Bush is insane. Yeah. He's a nut. He he hates science. What's you guys are the innovators? Why do you keep electing these hayseed, you know, backwards idiots? But the second thing was, Bill Clinton was the keynote speaker, and it had been a few years since we'd heard from Bill Clinton. It had been it had been four or five years of George W. Bush and just being stupid yeah, yeah. all the time. And Clinton stood up and without notes spoke for an hour, and it was glorious yeah <laughs> it was wonderful it was uh, people at our table all from chicago were like in tears because like, mm-hmm. i forgot what it was like to have a president who spoke in complete sentences mm-hmm. and remembered things and tied themes together and could speak like a grown-up human being mm-hmm. and it really yeah. was this kind of moment where where you remember the past like holy crap that's what a president's supposed to sound like i yeah. remember that mm-hmm. now but but if you let that wash over you for three or four or five or six years you forget that there was yep. once a time when presidents weren't weren't grifting Republican morons and criminals. well, and that's why we're doing no fair remembering stuff. And mm-hmm. no fair remembering stuff has been drift glasses line for years, ten fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long so as I've been natural listening, natural that that should be our show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember uh, uh, just after Trump took over, I was sitting with Chrissy, my wife. And uh, I, I literally uh, was just listening to stuff, and I listened to Bobby Kennedy's uh, address when uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated, oh, yeah. and, and listening to him quote Aeschylus off the top of his head. Off <laughs> the top of his and, head, yeah. And uh, and I just was in tears. I was I was yeah. that that was what we had. I mean, yep. you you may debate about policy, but we had people who were the smartest people in the goddamn room. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. that could quote the Greeks, 
yep. you know, just yep. like that, yeah. who had, yeah. you know, and now we've got this, you know, literally it, it, it makes me furious because it's, it's a clown show and uh, it's, oh, it, yeah. Yeah. it's just so deadening to your soul. And they don't, it's not just that they're, they're dumb. It's not just that they're not, they dumb. don't care about policy. They don't care about people, and they don't care about policy. Well, they don't they care, care about, about making money. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, and this least- is the this is a gold mine. The system that we have set up in the United States is no, as I've said, it is no accident that Donald Trump is the first Republican president post Citizens United. Yeah, and you don't know where we the have mo- opened the floodgates of dark money and free money and laundered money from foreign countries because there's no guardrails at all. Speaking of foreign so, countries, can I open up another <laughs> area? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've arrested retired FBI agent Charles McGonigal, who I didn't know about, oh. but now I do, oh. uh, of the lead mm-hmm. FBI investigators of the 2016 Russian electoral interference by Putin-friendly oligarch Oleg Deripaska. Mm-hmm. The allegation that McGonagall has spent the last year secretly working for Oleg Deripaska, and if that doesn't make you scratch your head, remember that one of Deripaska's employees was a consultant named Paul Manafort, and by total coincidence, mm-hmm. was one of Trump's campaign managers and was consulted uh, was a consultant named Paul Manafort. Uh, so who works for Trump for free? Who for, for free? free. For, no, I don't want any money. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Olag, yeah, my friend Olag's gonna loan me, I don't know, South America for 60 no million. Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. Right. It, I'm sitting here, uh, doing this, and I, I'm, I'm going to actually play for you a little something that, um, uh, we did on a previous show. I cannot understand, first of all. That that gets reported and it's not all over everything. That 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 basically right. the guy that was investigating Trump's um, Trump's uh, relations with a foreign power during the election in the FBI is was on the payroll of they the foreign. They can't talk about it because of their coverage of Paul Manafort when he became Trump's campaign manager was. Oh, thank God, uh, you know, Paul Manafort is going to bring a level of professionalism to the Trump campaign. Right, right. Because they all knew him, and yeah. he he was giving them stories mm-hmm. and making their jobs easier. He's a member of the club. He's a member of the right. club. And mm-hmm. and let's not forget, you said in your opening there that McGonagall spent the last year secretly working for Oleg Deripaska. Well, he's been working for years openly for Rudy Giuliani. Who works for Rudy Giuliani was the head of the F New York FBI office. They were all, you know, masturbating to Clinton cash and looking for, looking for email problems with Hillary. That was what the purpose of that office was. That's what Rudy wanted them to do. And they were all chummy with him. And doing it for Trump from day one. And the, just a little historical context, which I'm sure you already know. Mm. The original consulting firm, the original DC consulting firm was Manafort, 
Roger Stone and Lee Atwater. Oh my Atwater. God! That's, that's how back. long this stuff has been going since on since Nixon. Since Nixon. Yeah. Yep. So history and, and history. It's not just. I, and he yeah. got. It's not that he was just. This was the New York uh, FBI office that the then director that Comey was saying are, are going to be an open rebellion if I don't basically give in to them. They're going to leak these stories. So it was like drop a bomb on Hillary. Declare mm-hmm. Trump exonerated just before the election, uh, based on what sounds an awful lot like threats or you know something holding over his head by mm-hmm. Mr. McGonagall, who yeah. was mm-hmm. in, who was clearly in the bag for Deripaska mm-hmm. while he was working for the FBI, and then went to work for him, you know, straight up after he left. And he's the, here's the thing that gives me a little bit of hope. Not that the Justice Department moves swiftly or with great alacrity, because it doesn't. But here's a guy who's going to go to jail, you know, going to gonna go to grown-up jail for a long time. Because what he did was is like, there's no doubt that what he did is illegal. Mm-hmm. So the fun part is, here's a guy who you can break. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Here's a guy who you can get to flip. Um, because if you, if you don't want to go to big boy jail for the rest of your life, yeah. here's what you're going yeah. to tell us. Now... I believe there's probably people in the Justice Department who are inclined to listen to things like that. And I I agree, you know, with, with the person who copies our podcast most closely, a guy named Keith Olbermann, uh, <laughs> who, who said... He's making more he's money a, than you. Oh, God, yep. yeah. Big time. Big time. I never dated Katie Turr, okay? No. Yeah. no. Never, not one time. No. Never, never dated Laura Ingram. Not yeah. even one time. Oh, I man. That's... That's yeah. sad. Oh, yeah. it, hurts <laughs> it hurts me to think about that. Oh, uh, but but the idea that this since the Democrats control the Senate, they can do hearings. Yeah, they can yeah. do their own kind of select committee. They can do their own hearings in the Senate. And it's time to have a long and interesting hearing about what the hell was going on in the New York FBI office during the campaign of 2016. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It totally, it was dirty. It was totally dirty. Well, listen, I'm I'm going to just throw in this thing. This is from a show we did right about that time. Uh, it's off of a Lewis Black thing, but we did it for the show. And uh, this was our kind of like uh, as to whether Trump was involved in Russia. So I'm just going to throw this in uh, for you guys. Here we go. You need a possible uh, little uh, reminder about uh, how deep that uh, Trump was with Russia. Uh, this is Lewis Black, and this is his little uh, take on this. Uh, okay, and then uh, just imagine I'm old and grumpy on a stage in New York. Okay? Oh, that's <laughs> such a big stretch, Bill. No, it's not a bad one. All right. I don't know. It's hard for me to see any U.S. ties to Russia, except for the Roger Stone things and the Manafort things, and the Cohen things, and the Flynn things, and the Maria Putin and NRA thing, and the NRA campaign contribution thing, and the Tillerson thing, and the Sessions thing, and the Kushner thing, and the Carter Page thing, the Phil Sater thing, and the Boris Epstein thing, and the Rosneft thing, and the Gazprom thing, the Sergei Gorkov banker thing, the Azerbaijan thing, 
the I love Putin thing, the Donald Trump Jr. thing, the Sergei Kislyak thing, and the Russian affiliated interest thing, and the Russian business interest thing, and the emoluments clause things, and the Alex Schneider thing, and the hack of the DNC thing, and the Guccifer Tooth thing, and the Mike Pence I don't know anything thing, and the Russian mysteriously dying thing, and the Trump's public request to Russia to hack Hillary's email thing, and the Trump house sale for $100 million at the bottom of the housing bus with the Russian fertilizer king thing and the Russian fertilizer king's plane showing up at Concord in North Carolina during Trump's rally campaign thing and the Nunez sudden flight to the White House of the night thing and the Nunez personal investments in the Russian winery thing and the Wilbur Ross with his Cypress Bank thing and the Trump not releasing his tax returns thing and the Republican Party's rejection of an amendment to require Trump to show his taxes thing and the election hacking thing and the GOP platform change to the Ukraine thing and the Steele dossier thing and the Lennon-Bannon thing and the Sally Yates can't testify thing and the Sally Yates firing thing and the intelligence community's investigative report thing and the Trump's reassurance that their Russian connection is all fake news thing and the Spicer's Russian dressing nothing's wrong thing thing and the Trump warning the Russians and the Syrians before the bombing of thing and the Trump refusing to provide Flynn's foreign tides documents to the Congress thing and Flynn's illegal Turkish lobbying was paid for by Russian thing and Flynn's illegal lobbying for Russian thing and the Trump asking Comey for a loyalty oath thing and the Trump lobbying to the world about Comey saying he's not being investigated thing, the Trump firing Comey thing, and the Trump with Stooges lying to the world about why he fired Comey with three different lies thing, the Trump hosting Russian foreign minister thing, and the ambassador one day after to uh, after to demonstrate his authoritarian and street cred thing, and the finding out that Russia, that Trump actually tried to fire Robert Mueller in June 2017 thing, the claim by Trump that the Russian investigation is some sort of unrefunded golf club fees to Mueller thing and the lying to the American public during the campaign about having no business in Russia thing and the Ivanka super duper Moscow hotel spa thing. Damn. So there's really probably nothing. I'm telling you. <laughs> probably nothing. I had to get that in there, man. So <laughs> was okay. that Lewis Black or was that, that you? No, that was Lewis Black. Black. I, I, I got that and yeah. was taken off the YouTubes and actually it was written by okay. somebody else besides Lewis Black who wow. did, who, who sent it into him, which I thought was just probably the best piece of, uh, mm -hmm. comic sum, summing up that I yep. ever yep. just doing my yep. best to get it. I tried to get the Lewis Black clip, but it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Gone. Yeah. Along yeah. with so much of the stuff from the, uh, Russia period of, of kind of thing. And I never bought the fact that, uh, that he wasn't a Russian asset. Yeah, I never oh, mm -hmm, bought mm -hmm. at I all. I only have one one uh, argument with the estimable Mr. Black. Is I don't recall hearing. Maybe I didn't hear it. It was such a cascade of things. Yeah, the um, Jared Kushner private server proposal. Yeah, the Russian. Yep. Oh, yep. yes. Yep. We could have a back. We could have a back channel. Back you know? channel. We need a back. And nobody channel will know what we're talking about. Right. And right. a bat cave. And and, uh, and 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 the the private meeting at the G20 with the only the translators present and no transcription released. Right, right. It, it you was know. so and, clearly yeah, and don't and he was, and and he also left out uh, uh, Trump Tower. Tr well, no, I was going to say the you know, Helsinki, oh, where he man. stood next to Putin and said, you know, he says very strongly he didn't do it. So I believe I didn't it. see why there would be no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 <laughs> Like, so embarrassing. 
How do you have so embarrassing? So I uh, do you th- now this is uh, I probably got to get uh, just a few more questions, then I'll let you get back to your your dinner. What time is it there? It's 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 nine o'clock. It's nine yeah. o'clock. Okay, so okay, it's I'm in the bedtime. This is the Midwest. Is that this is bedtime? Oh, jeepers, <laughs> jeepers, Quali, you better get in your jeepers. It's nine o'clock. Your Star Wars, you know, jam jams. Uh, okay. Jam jams. How do you know about those? Yeah, I have a pair. I have a pair along with my along my Star Trek. You know, so like, I don't know why people don't take me seriously as a commentator. <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, just uh, why don't we just? Uh, I just wanted to talk to you. Basically, I'm dropping the last thing, but I'm just gonna have a little fun. Uh, tell me, Oscar, Oscars. Who do you think? Uh, what have you seen? Let's let's do something that's completely apolitical. We've only seen the things that have been on the small screen. So we oh. saw Glass Onion. We, you know, did you like it? it was it's fun. Fluff. It's fun. It's fun. It's fluff. It's yeah, yeah. Not yeah. anything. It's not an Oscar contender in my. Can opinion. you see everything? Uh, saw. Go ahead. Yes, we saw everything, everywhere, all at once. Love that. Oh yeah, loved it. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we we saw and and recommended and watched a second time. R R R. Oh, we I've oh. watched that almost three times. I've watched the first yeah. half of that three times. Yeah, yeah. That good. That's a three-hour movie. So it's, you've got to. It's just well, you know, tastes differ, but we just loved it. It was so we loved it. Yeah, it was. It was bursting with everything American movies don't have. It just was just freaking yep. wonderful. So what is it about? I, we haven't got it here, so you know we we don't get everything. Uh, so RRR was about uh, was about three hours. But I'm going to send you the YouTube the YouTube of the um, preview. Uh, the no well, of the of the dance of the Bollywood dance, but also. Um, the uh, real trailers, the honest, honest trailers. Honest trailers, yes. That is honest really trailers. Funny. Cool. It's All just, right. it's, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. And it was so much, it made me feel happy. And very yeah. little And it's probably, you know, it's very anti-British propaganda. <laughs> yes, it the is. The British people in this are terrible. And Our I come people. from those people. I come from colonial, yeah. my great grandfather was the first mayor of Colombo, Ceylon. Um, oh, back wow. in the 19th century. So, so I come from those people. <laughs> English and what? Uh, English, English. German. On my mother's oh, oh, side. Oh, boy. Gran- <laughs> Granny Kaiser. I had a Granny Kaiser. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, so, the uh, whitest person we know. Yeah. <laughs> the whitest person you're ever going to meet. <laughs> They're super Caucasians. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, and I Scottish. I, it's so funny because my grandmother, Granny Granny Short, was Scottish and uh, a Campbell. She was a Campbell. Yes. And uh, yet, yet the her her Mike's first or second cousin once removed did the whole genealogy thing. The twenty three and Me did her genetic um, testing and everything. We're Irish. Every <laughs> and the Irish, the, the Irish don't forget. It would kill my grandmother to know that. My Never forget the Campbell. Yeah. You know, hated, hated, and yet it is. It is the uh, what do they call it? The the um, narcissism of small differences. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. why it's why the Swedish hate the Finns. 
<laughs> the Irish hate the Scottish for the same, you know, well, they're, the, they're too well, alike. The rich they're folks hate alike. the poor folks. All of my folks hate all of your folks. It's American as <laughs> apple pie. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and don't forget, everybody hates the Jews. And everybody, everybody hates, hates the Jews, the but Jews. during National Brotherhood. <laughs> um, last, last question. Yeah. What are you reading? What are you reading, guys? Because you guys read, which is another thing I love about you. Um, what are you reading now? My wife got me uh, in fond memory, a collection of golden age of science fiction short stories, from like the thirties and forties. I'm reading that. And she got me a book on writing sort of. I did um, for Christmas. Yeah. I got him on editing. Yeah. Oh no, he wasn't yeah. the Stephen King book on writing. You ever read that? There we go. Oh, right. Raise I'm that reading Emma Straub. Oh, is that Peter Straub's Straub, this he, time tomorrow? Is I don't P- know. I have no idea who she's related to. Is it suspense and horror? She's uh she's a novelist. No, she writes this is a time travel book. Oh, I, I like it. And that. it's about a woman. Yeah, it's about a woman who is uh, about to celebrate her 40th birthday. And she goes out and gets drunk with a girlfriend and winds up um sleeping outside her dad's apartment, yeah. his condo. His dad's in the ho- her dad's in the hospital dying. He's very old and he's dying. She wakes up. She's sixteen years old, and her dad is forty nine. And wow. she re- she knows everything. You know, she's aware of, of that something's happened. That she's time traveled back to when she's sixteen, and mm-hmm. she has to see her father as a forty something when she's a, inside. She's a forty something, and how. She all of a sudden has to appreciate her dad as an adult. He was just an adult. And I um, real when I heard this book had come out, my dad is 87. And yeah. my dad just bought a car. My dad just got a new apartment and bought a car. So he's great. He does the New York Times, he does a New York Times crossword puzzle in ink every day. And he's, he's doing well. Making art. He, he's making art. He's going out with his friends. He's just he's gonna come here for good spring break. I mean, it's amazing. But I knew I had to read this book before my dad passes away 10 or 15 or 20 years from now, because I wouldn't be able to do it at that, you know, after that. I'm fighting myself hoarding moments now. I I, 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 greater appreciation of limited time. And yeah, right. Right. I turned 60 this summer. So, yeah, which makes me a young and I suppose you're you're not. I'm 62. I imagine. uh DG, yeah, we, we Bill's don't. age. Bill, you too. Are we at the same age? Ah, there, yeah. there we go. Yeah, you and Bill are the same age. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, but yeah. 62 is the new 61, so you know, <laughs> 62 is the new 61. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh man, and 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 you still get your science fiction. So posters. I'm the baby of the group. Well, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. just, and we're doing Science Fiction University this week. Actually, are you fantastic? I'm tuning in with we all my a, friends. Yeah, our science fiction, our science fiction university drops Tuesday. We're talking about. Uh, well, tell them what we're talking about, Griff. Uh, Dune Foundation and um, Kindred. Kindred. We want to talk. And, we want to talk about Kindred, the new show, and how to what oh, happens right. when yeah. you mess with the original source material. Oh, don't talk to, make to me a about cable that. TV show. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Does it go well? Does it go poorly? Uh, can some people it? can do it. Yeah, and we felt like do. Kindred. Well, we won't give it all away, but but some shows actually do well at this sort of thing. 
and mm-hmm. some do not. <laughs> I listen. Uh, you see, I was I re- I read Stephen King's The Dark Tower. You know, like all seven books, uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's indulgent oh okay. because you know he's indulgent. He's Stephen King. Who's going to edit him? But the the fact is, I love them. And then I saw this heap of shit. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like there are two festering heaps of gobs of poo that I have witnessed recently. One is the Dark Tower with that Matthew McConaughey thing, which uh-huh. d- died a death and should have. And the other is actually nominated. Cut two billion dollars to make this movie, Avatar, oh. the second one. I saw it here at my little town, and I swear to God, I was praying for death. I was sitting there, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my! Why is why is Sigourney Weaver a Smurf, and why is this script such shit?" <laughs> I mean, Look, man, it, man. he changed cinema, man. He's gonna stand, man. Yeah, okay. I, put it, I put on the 3D glasses. It gave me a headache. You know, this is what happens when you hit 62, <laughs> friend. This is it. Everything annoys you. Just annoys you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read a book review out loud to Drift Last today. I found online that said, I recommend you drink Chardonnay, take a Valium, and eat some nitroglycerin before <laughs> you read this book. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, I thought that was for, a great review. Yeah, for there you pure go. pleasure. It's true. We now watch for pure pleasure. We are now watching reruns of Danger Man with oh, Patrick McGowan. Patrick McGowan, Danger oh, Man. Good. So oh, good. It's so, so good. good. So good. Yeah, it's yes. so good. It's uh, I, so the best. It's so on good. YouTube. It's some YouTube, but I have the entire set yeah. of The Prisoner, which is like one of my favorite oh. old times. Oh yeah. Well, that's we're gonna wa- we're saving that for after we finish oh. all of the Danger Man. <sighs> He was a weird one. We, you could you, you could have a talk about it. But listen, I, I know you got to get Betty Buys because I know. You know, he start- was married to the same woman for 58 years. There you go. 58 years. So one we, woman, 58 years until he died. So he really wasn't a danger man after all. He no. wasn't. He was. He liked his privacy and he liked just being married to one woman and three girls. And that's it. Well, I'm a big believer, and I caught my limit, man. I, I, I just, I just, you know, and I, there was all these other guys going, I, I missed the chase. I hated. The, oh no, no, I want to. I want yeah, to. Who wants to date again? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> no, 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 needle stuck. I did it, friend. I, I actually did it. Yeah, I, went I know. Back I'm dating. glad you got back out there. Oh my I'm glad God. you did. No, but this was and a. It nat- sounds like you found someone. Well, you know. no, it's 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 somebody who I like, and but it's the natural way we just met, you know, we just oh, yeah. met like yeah. normal, yeah. you know, and yeah, and not right, like this right. internet thing, which is like right, God, you know, I mean, if Paradise by the Dashboard Light was a nine minute song, <laughs> if it was made today, it'd be like two minutes long, and that'd be it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is anyone going to buy anyone dinner first? Jesus. No. <laughs> See, see, you get cranky, friend. That's what happens. No, I got, right. I got you. I got you. That's this right. is a treat. Yeah, I got this is why it's such a treat to be on your show. Oh, I, I just love talking to you. Really, actually, yeah. I, if if you were uh, in my neighborhood, I'd I'd be having you over. Uh, listen, it's just a wonderful well, all, thing. We'd be there all the time. It'd be great. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, another life. 
Or if you move to Australia, I'm here. Uh, or if I move to Australia, yes. <laughs> a lot of lot of love down under for you. Anyway, thanks for doing this, guys. And I'll I'll just hey, we'll do it here. again. Oh please, yeah. just a lot of fun. Yes, Let, invite well. us back. Oh yeah, you have a permanent Thank invite. You. Just say when you want to come on. It's not like this okay. is. The- <laughs> It's not like the networks, for God's sake. <laughs> Even my laptop. It's not I like iHeartRadio. No, not like I, I, I aspire to iHeartRadio. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you guys have a great night and best to the whole fam. And uh, thanks for doing this and love your face. Just loves and kisses bye. down under. Bye. Kisses, bye. Be well. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I'll be the same till then. And though it's always sweet sorrow to part, you know you'll always remain in my heart. Good night, sleep tight, and pleasant dreams to you. Here's a wish and a prayer that every dream comes true. Good night.